You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Don't be all else to me, save that. Will you join me for a word of prayer? Gracious, holy, and heavenly God, we have such a privilege to receive the stories of your mighty acts of salvation, the signs and wonders whereby you showed us truly who you are in Jesus Christ. Bless us now as we come before your word with an understanding that not only gives us a new mind, but transforms our hearts with a desire to be obedient to all that you have commanded us to do and the great gift you give us in those commands. This we ask in your precious name. Amen. Matthew, I'm going to need to use the clicker on that side. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Well, um, I was at a meeting, uh, lots and lots of pastors, and uh, the people there who weren't pastors uh, were typically pastors' spouses or had family members who were pastors. One of them is the daughter of my former bishop. And, and um, we were doing a devotion, and we're just kind of bouncing around before the meeting really got going. And something that was said reminded me of a meme that a friend had given me. And I, I'm going to share it with you this morning. Now, if you're my age and didn't know what a meme was until a teenager told you, um, it's where they take a film print from like a movie or something like this and they put a little caption across it that changes the meaning of the original scene a little bit. And they're meant to be ironic or funny or something like this. Um, this one was by a pastor out of New York City, um, Sarah Jewist, and she writes this. She says, Going to seminary, I think, is a lot like going to culinary school. You learn the basic foundations, some cool party tricks, and by the end you can prepare a gourmet meal. Pastoring, however, is waking up every day to a new episode of Chopped, where the ingredients are completely random and you're expected to do something with whatever you're handed while everyone watches and provides running commentary. And occasionally something explodes. (laughs) And I share that with you not because I think that pastors have it any harder than anyone else, but because I suspect that we all feel like this much of the time. There's the life we've been prepared for, and then the life that's been prepared for us. And the two are not always in complete alignment with each other. In fact, they're rarely in sync with each other. And the challenges before us are not the ones we anticipated when we woke up in the morning. We've all faced this. And I think that the constant busyness and the sense of being overwhelmed that we often have has been made worse by these little devices we carry around everywhere now. Some of you are young enough that like, these things almost feel like an extension of your arm, but for those of us who remember what life was like before the smartphone um, and its predecessors, the Palm Pilot and the Blackberry, all these devices, they made a great promise to us. And do you remember what that promise was, those of us who were older? 
It was how much time we were going to save. How it was going to give us time for the things in life that were really, really important. And, um, and the, this was going to be the kind of, we were just going to be able to manage everything in our life, all the different roles we have and the different tasks before us. It was going to become so much easier and we were going to have the time in our lives for the things that were really important, the people who were really important and those hobbies we never got around to before but loved. Everything was going to be better. And now with 20 years of these devices at our fingertips, at least the reality I experience is a little bit different. If I have the audacity to take my device and put it down, face down on the table in front of me in order to spend some of that quality time with a loved one or reading a book or praying, it does this. And I think to myself, no, 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 that's... I'm." This is why I have this thing. I'm going to leave that sit right there. Maybe Candy Crush has a new level. No, 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 no. I'm not thinking about that right now. Now, whichever hand you use to play with your cell phone, can you feel it starting to itch? <laughs> Maybe it's an emergency. turns out that the most important, th the bigger things in life we were supposed to make time for was the cell phone itself. <laughs> and this constant distraction, this constant trying to get our attention so that these big corporations can take our data and sell it to parties who want to sell us stuff. Shut up. I think it's made our sense of being overwhelmed worse. Because far from leaving more time in our schedule for the things that matter, it's like we're all always on duty all the time now. That first picture I showed you, the woman, she just looked like she was so competently juggling all that stuff. But I think this is how we mostly feel most of the time. It feels like all the things that are coming at us are coming at us too fast and we have too much to handle. It was, it was consoling when I read today's gospel for the first time in preparation to preach that the disciples felt the same way. They didn't even have time for a meal. There were so many demands on their time and attention. And Jesus says to them, come away to a desolate place and be refreshed. Now when we hear that word, we think of desolate like this, kind of arid and nothing there going on. That's not really what was meant. Remember, in Jesus' world, outside the city walls was not a safe place. The only way you had, pe average people didn't have weapons to protect themselves or anything else. And there were robbers and bandits and wild animals. You wanted to stay safe inside the city walls, but inside the city walls is where all the noise was and all the demands on your time and attention. Desolate meant simply to be away from all that. In fact, if you look, the word the solit in desolate is the same as the word solace. It's a place of respite. More like, in my mind, this is, this is my place when I want to go out to a desolate place. 
like the green pastures and the still waters of Psalm 23. A place where we can be alone or as alone as we ever are with God. Jesus himself did this frequently throughout his ministry, we're told. Pulled back from the crowds to spend time with his heavenly Father. Not because he lacked compassion for the people, but rather, as we heard in today's reading, because he had compassion for them. Mother Teresa once said, you can't keep pouring yourself out unless you have yourself filled up. And Jesus wanted to be filled with the presence of his Father and the wisdom of his Father as he went to minister to the people. And that's what we see happening as our Gospel reading begins. They, they head off into the desert, into the desolate place, get in the boat, go across the lake, to have a little time alone with Jesus, a little time alone with God. And what happens? <laughs> when they arrive, there's this massive crowd has already gathered and they're waiting for them. And Jesus has compassion on them. Because they're like sheep without a shepherd. He begins to teach them. He begins to shepherd them. And the day gets long and time passes and they're hungry. And the disciples come to him and say, let's, let's send them all out to go get some food. We don't, this, this is, a, after all, a lonely place. It's not like they were food vendors. We didn't get set up far enough ahead of time. It's not like Nazareth days. And Jesus says the most amazing thing of all in this whole gospel reading. He says, you feed them. <laughs> what? <laughs> you feed them? <laughs> you ever wonder why people feel overwhelmed in ministry? <laughs> because I can tell you this. Do you know that the, the number, 50% of pastors will leave the ministry before they retire? It can be a depressing thing because here's the reality. It always feels like the world is going to heck in a handbasket. It always feels like there is way more need than there is me to go around. And it's not just pastors who are called to feel that way, but Christians of all stripes because if there is one insight that the Reformation had that needs to be heard by all Christians is that the Word of God belongs to the whole people of God. We all together are the royal priesthood that Peter talks about and we're called to minister to one another, to feed one another with the Word of God. Ever worry that you're going to have the wrong words or not the right words to say when someone's in a moment of crisis? They go and they look to see what they have to follow Jesus' command and they've got five loaves and two fishes. We're told there's about 5,000 men. That means there's women and children there too which they didn't count. 200 denarii was a conservative estimate. A denarii is about one day's wages for a man. That's enough to feed a family for a day. So 200 denarii was a very conservative estimate to feed that many people. <laughs> But they do what Jesus said. People sit down. 
And that, that moment we have as ministers of the Lord when we feel like there's just not enough of me to go around, that's the moment that God acts. Because the truth is they don't need me. <laughs> they need Christ. They need the Word of God. And Christ Himself, however pitifully inadequate, however much like a child with too little to, to bring to the situation we feel, Jesus is the one who does the feeding when we act in accordance with His command. This is all beyond our strength, folks. But the Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ, promises that He will act to feed the people when we act in obedience to His command. And He calls us out, away from the busyness of our daily lives, to remember that we are a precious child of God. He calls us away to a desolate place, a place where we can be alone with Him and be filled up with His Word, with His promises, with His presence. That when we go back, while there may not be enough of us to go around, there's always enough of Him. Would you join me for a word of prayer? Blessed Lord, thank You so much that we, while we know we are inadequate, we know that with you, everyone can be satisfied, will be satisfied, that you will, by your grace, feed us what we need to receive at your hand. Grant us the grace to come away from our busyness, to spend time with you, to be restored by you, that when we return, we may have the kind of compassion you have for people. And by your grace and obedience to your word, feed others with the same heavenly manna we have first received ourselves. This we ask in the precious name of our Savior Jesus. Amen. Sleeping that place